1: The morning show. The home team. No, it's both. It's the crossover. Crossover. Step back. Presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen right here on 960theref.com.
0: Episode 113, the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and uh, in Five Points, a, a special Thanksgiving edition. With Chris and Dave, uh, nothing really unique about it, other than we're just recording it earlier since it's Thanksgiving this week. But uh, what a week it is! This is like the best week in sports, isn't it? Because you got daytime college hoops, you've got uh, big rivalry games in college football, uh, you get the Thursday night in the uh, in the NFL, so. Whatever your your sports preference is, it's there's something for everyone that's active
1: right now. I tell you what, it's fantastic. All these great rivalry games coming up this weekend, including the dogs and Tech. Yeah, like you said, got the NFL for us. The three Thursday games, yep. plus the uh, the games coming up this weekend, including what is it? We got uh, is what was it? What was the game last year that was kind of the game of the year in the regular season? It was that Chiefs and oh, the uh, Rams. Rams game. Yeah, and I guess we've got let's see, we've got one of those coming up this weekend. Would it be the Ravens and the Niners? Aren't they playing this week? Oh, they aren't. They, I think they're the yeah because the, the Ravens big, were just out in L.A. Yeah, just whipped the Rams, and I guess the they're getting set to take on the Niners. I think it's like a one it's like a one o'clock kickoff.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a good. Really? Job. Well, at least the Falcons don't play Sunday, so we might be able to watch it locally.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Uh, since the Falcons play Thursday night against the uh, against the Saints, but uh, yeah, San Francisco at Baltimore, just a straight up one o'clock kickoff on Sunday.
1: How did they miss that? So, one? what's
0: America's game of the week? Four twenty-five. The 425 games on Sunday are the Chargers and Broncos and the Raiders and Chiefs. That's brutal.
1: <laughs> How did the NFL let that happen?
0: Because the Sunday night game is the all right, the Patriots and the Texans. I guess I get that. But aren't they flexing already? Couldn't yeah. NBC have changed yes. that?
1: Unless the flexing didn't start until... Now, but I thought it had already started.
0: Yeah, so that's just a straight up 1 o'clock. Well, hopefully that game is on
1: locally. guy if they give us... Th- the uh we'll see that's on fox if they give us washington carolina although that's on cbs no what if we get the packers and giants cuz it's you know new york yeah or the bucks and the uh jaguars is on fox oh fox. god
0: what about the eagles and dolphins yep <laughs> <laughs> ooh yeah well oh well yeah well, anyway yeah that is the game of the day on sunday and it's just a standard one o'clock kickoff. Hey, sign up for a Sunday ticket if you <laughs> exactly, haven't yeah. already. But yeah, so, They're not
1: even paying us to say that. So
0: Thursday, we get Mitchell Trubisky and Jeff Driscoll at 1230. Mm. And then you get uh, the Bills. Can't wait to be betting on the Bills or the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. And then the Saints and the the Falcons. And a big revenge game for New Orleans as uh, Atlanta returned
1: to, uh, return to action on Sunday. Gee. With uh, just getting thumped at home by the Bucks, I looked to see if any Falcons got hurt in that game, crashing back down to earth, but I didn't see anything on that.
0: Well, I, I, Julio hurt his shoulder.
1: Maybe that yeah, was Yeah, maybe it. that's what it he was. He left
0: the game and then came back, and so I don't know with a short week. He, he never – it seems like he always grinds it out, even if he's not 100%. So I would expect the same on, uh, on Thursday night. But you got that and then the Egg Bowl. Yep. with uh, Mississippi State five and six, so they've got ball eligibility on the line, and uh, Ole Miss is four
1: and seven, so all they have on the line is that golden egg. That game's always really, really chippy too, so I'm expecting some shenanigans. There was a fight last year. Yeah, Matt Corral was kind of in that, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. So that Ole Miss team, though, that John Rice Plumley is, he's something, mm. and uh, so he'll be you will be fun to watch. They'll probably – Mississippi State right now just looks like a corpse, uh, a zombie walking through the end of the season with Joe Moorhead. Seemingly like he's got a good chance of that maybe being his last game. I would I would think Ole Miss is the, the, the side to back in
1: that one. Ole Miss, though, away from Oxford, they have a five-point loss to Memphis, a 28-point loss to Bama, an 11-point loss to Missouri, and a six-point loss to Auburn. So they're 0-4 on the road. Yeah, it's a couple of – Memphis yeah. is good. Auburn is good. Yeah. And, so That's been a tough road schedule. Yeah. Mississippi State might be the worst team they've played on the road. I, I agree. I agree for sure. It's definitely not Memphis. Yeah. It's not Alabama. I don't know the way Missouri's going right now. But they caught Missouri, I think, before the offensive doldrums hit there. So then you move on
0: to Friday, the game of the day. Well, there's a couple of them. There's Memphis and Cincinnati in the AAC. And then in the ACC, Virginia and Virginia Tech, that's for a, a spot to get blasted by Clemson in the <laughs> ACC title game. Uh, Virginia hasn't beaten the Hokies since 2003. That's crazy. Uh, it's Bud, Fo- Bud Foster announced his retirement. They haven't given up a point now in like two weeks. So he is, uh, he's going out. In style, and I would think that the Hokies aren't looking to lose to Virginia again in what would be his last game. They went from Justin Fuentes getting fire to I think they might make the ACC title game.
1: <laughs> and he was in it with them, what, in 2016, his first year. So it'd be his second time back as the head coach at Virginia Tech. And I don't know that it matters. Clemson probably needs Virginia Tech to be their opponent, or does it really matter who they play in the championship game? I think they're in if they win. Yeah. They got 45 dropped on them by Duke back on September 27th. I'm talking about Virginia Tech. And then Miami scored 35 on them the next week. And then they had that weird overtime game where it actually got to just the two point conversion contest against North Carolina. Against North Carolina. And since then, they've been really good. They've been very, very good. So the month of November, they did lose to Notre Dame by a point, but they beat Wake Forest, they shut out Tech. Shutout pit. Yeah, and the final regular season game for Bud Foster trying to make it three straight shutouts. Yeah,
0: so that'll be the game to watch on, uh, on Friday. Friday at
1: noon. Yep, and then
0: Saturday, of course, we got clean, old-fashioned hate with the Dogs and the uh, the Jackets with Georgia, a four-touchdown favorite against Tech, and uh, so many
1: Georgia fans looked at that and say, wait, can we even score 28 points? <laughs> You'd like to think so against this Tech defense. But they've been playing a little bit better. And, hey, they got a win their last time out. Somehow they they got the win. North Carolina State has had a wretched season. With two extra days now to get ready for this one since they played on Thursday. Yeah, that line was a little bit – I thought it would be low 20s. I was surprised it was close to 30. I
0: was thinking like 24
1: in that range. So it was a little higher than I thought it would be too. Yeah. But that being said, Vegas, I guess, is letting us know that – they think a lot higher of Georgia than they do of uh, of Tech.
0: Well, it's another one of those not quite uh, to the degree that uh, that Ohio State and Rutgers was, but it's one of those where the the point spread and the total are not that far apart. So yeah. essentially, you're looking at we think only one team is going to score. So it's going to come down to what Georgia's offense could do. I mean, I'd be stunned if Tech was able to muster anything on offense the way Georgia's defense has
1: been playing. No, they've been terrific and almost so good that the reliance on the uh, the special teams and the field goals has come back out. And I think the pattern here, too, is we saw it against Florida. We saw it against Auburn. We saw it against A&M where the dogs had a, a lead, a two-score lead. The defense was on the field so much, might have gotten a little bit gassed and doing, yeah. a, doing a great job, but the offense wasn't sustaining a whole lot. Georgia's offense – is it, it it is what it is. I know that's a terrible cliche to throw out there, but it's got to be a little it's got to be a little bit better if Georgia wants to advance here. In yeah, to, the overall yeah, scheme, of things.
0: to beat LSU, I, I I think our defense can slow LSU down. Yeah. I mean, Auburn held them to twenty three points in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Our defense is better than Auburn's. Uh, so, but still, at, at some point, you have to be able to uh, to score. And, uh, and, yeah, it's been – this has been such a wacky season because individually the games have not been a lot of fun to watch. They've been grueling. But then in the end, Georgia keeps winning. And what Georgia just did this month to, to beat Florida, to beat Missouri, to beat Auburn, and to beat Texas A&M all in, the, all in a row and never trail in any of those games is ridiculously impressive. So it's strange how individually each game did not feel that enjoyable but here this georgia team is with i i mean i think they've got as good a chance as any it's like the same position they've been in the last 2 years even if it doesn't feel like this team is as good as the ones we've seen the last yeah. 2 years but i mean i think georgia's right there they've got as as good a shot as any team to win the uh, t- to win a national championship it doesn't mean i think georgia's the best team but i think if Georgia's capable of beating any team in the country if you just give them one shot, one game, and that's it. Well, I had not
1: had a chance to go back and do the math here, but Georgia's essentially led the entire season. I mean, other than – and that's what Georgia has to do to be successful is play with the lead. If the dogs get behind, probably don't like their chances as much. The thing is, like you said, we just haven't seen that. And since that South Carolina game where Georgia did play most of that game from behind – Still didn't lose in regulation. Georgia does not have a loss this year in regulation. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the dogs were trying – they were having to climb the hill the whole game. And it was just a – it was, a you know, with the turnovers. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, shutting out Kentucky the next week and Georgia hasn't turned the ball over since South Carolina, hasn't trailed since South Carolina. It's been very, very impressive. And then even if you go back before the South Carolina game, Tennessee had a lead, I think, briefly. Uh, Notre Dame did – but for the most part, I mean, Georgia's played ahead the entire season and that's why they're ten and one and trying to get to eleven and one. So that that's the key here against Georgia. I mean, this is, you know, not a hot take or anything. And Dan Mullen said it, you know, leading up to the game. He's like, you wanna get the lead on Georgia and make them play from from behind, but nobody's really been able to do that this year except South Carolina, and they were able to win. Yeah,
0: and maybe get out of what Georgia wants to do offensively, which uh, I think with the defense and once the dogs do get ahead, it is just the idea of all right, let's just let's not turn it over, and if we have to punt, Kamara is the guy who's really come on here as a as a real star late in the season. Yeah, and uh, that was the difference yeah. in, against Texas A and M. They turned it over once, and Georgia won the uh, the field position battle and ended up, you know, again, at the end of the day, you feel like Georgia had this game that for, you know, 55 minutes they were in control of, and then, you know, they're late in the fourth quarter. You're just hanging on for dear life, but, uh, but Georgia did, and uh, now it's Tech this week, which hopefully we won't have to sweat. I don't think we will, and then move on to the sec championship game and you know this is exactly where we we want to be i wonder like if georgia hadn't like i think lsu is if they beat texas a&m saturday they're basically in the playoff i think if they lose the sec championship to us they're still in if we hadn't lost to south carolina could we say the same thing if we were undefeated like the sec title game wouldn't matter what if the
1: sec title game had two undefeated teams going yeah yeah would they both be in I mean, if unless one team blew the other one out, yeah, maybe. I, feel, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I
0: feel like right now, but based on the playoff rankings, like LSU and Georgia already in, so they
1: shouldn't even play next Saturday. I mean, neither of these teams have lost in regulation. No, that's with less miles. <laughs> you yeah. think back, oh seven, when LSU won it, they didn't lose in regulation. Exactly, they lost two overtime games. Yeah, so. I'm joking, but at the same time, you know that's the thing too. There's not a whole like basically the difference between Georgia's season and Clemson's season, other than Georgia's schedule has been tougher. Is Clemson held off North Carolina on a two-point conversion, and, and we, yeah, and Georgia didn't make a field goal to extend an overtime. Yeah, I mean if the if like if North Carolina beats Clemson and they've got one loss, and Georgia beats South Carolina and the dogs are undefeated. How completely different does it look? And basically, it's just coming down to, like, very two similar games and a couple of plays.
0: Yeah. I think Clemson, then, would be basically out of it because of their schedule. Yeah. And Georgia
1: would be in the same position it's in. And we'd be talking about, yeah, LSU and Georgia. Two undefeated teams. What's going to happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, so. But It's not. Right. It's just the only the only thing that maybe changes now is, you know, maybe there would actually be margin for error in the SEC title game. Yeah. Who knows? But maybe it's better this way because you just know, like, you know what, you just have to go and you have to win
1: to, uh, to get back to the playoff. It's impressive what Georgia has done, though, to win the East three years in a row. And the weird thing is they're going to be playing their third different opponent in the championship game. Yeah. And it's also weird that this weekend the Iron Bowl means nothing for the SEC West. I know Alabama's still in the conversation for the playoff, but just the fact that the Iron Ball doesn't have any effect on the West is weird too. It'd be
0: nice if Auburn could just get them out of the picture completely <laughs> somehow. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. Otherwise
0: then, they hey, they
1: can. Yeah. They certainly can. Yeah. I think they, they can win that game. I don't um, know that they will, but they can.
0: Yeah, I keep that that game I keep I keep I keep thinking about. I'm like, all right, so Bama doesn't have Tua. Well, they haven't had a guy like Tua basically for the it, their entire yeah. run they've only had them for the last three years they've had quarterbacks like Mac Jones and they've won you know multiple national yeah. championships and then I even think well and even on Saturday Bo Nix and Mac Jones it, it's not like Auburn has the better quarterback necessarily so I think they've got a better defense this year than than Bama's but uh, not that Bama's defense isn't bad or anything it just is it's not, the, it's not the same standard we've seen out of all those Nick Saban teams, but and Auburn is at home, but at the end, I just – it's another one of those games where you feel like there's a real chance to bury Alabama, and we've all been there before with that team, and just when you think some team's got a chance to knock them out, they don't. And Alabama just will be sitting there with one loss, giving everyone something to think about. And they need us to lose then. That would be the thing. We could make life easy on the selection committee just by
1: beating LSU. Yeah. And that's the thing. Alabama definitely wants LSU to beat yes. Georgia. Yeah, they need us out of the way. Yes. Because I don't
0: I mean they shouldn't leapfrog LSU since LSU did beat them
1: at their play. Yeah.
0: Although in the most recent playoff ranking, Penn State was higher than Minnesota. And the reasoning given for that – was Penn State won at Iowa and Minnesota lost
1: at Iowa? Yeah, that was actually said out loud. And then, but you know, it got sort of that way with the computers. I know the, you're talking about humans, but you remember in the BCS there were there were some times where it'd be like, well, so and so's ranked higher than so and so because they beat Coastal Carolina back in September, and it gave them more, you know, or something crazy like that. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of when they were saying that this weekend. Yeah, it's like, well, wait a minute, what about? Head to head. Yeah, so I saw them play each other. Yeah, so
0: we're focused on the result they had against Iowa, but not against each other. Why don't you just put just just go ahead and say it? Like Penn State has a bigger brand than Minnesota does. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's what it is. That's, yeah, totally. and that's why Alabama is is does always going to have a pulse.
1: Some of those are all those committee members all, are on the side looking at computer algorithms and yeah. getting getting data like that, even if they're not admitting it. Right,
0: so then it comes down to, to like, well, you know, who's who's going to draw more eyeballs, Baylor yeah. or Alabama?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, exactly. Okay, yeah, Alabama. And how can we spin that? <clears throat> yeah.
1: Well, so-and-so beat Iowa, and so, you know. Because
0: Utah is the team that's like this thing, too. Oregon losing to Arizona State helped Alabama some, I think. Because now Utah oh, yeah. is, well, hey, you know, Oregon, I had two losses. And then if Bama beats... Auburn, that's like one of Oregon's quality losses. is They lost to Auburn. Yeah.
1: So the Pac-12 needed a one-loss Oregon and a one-loss Utah to yeah. be playing against each other. Yeah, that was a bad day for the Pac-12. Because I
0: think Utah is they they they're deserving, but it's also it's like they're Utah. Exactly. So, you know they're not they're not sexy for the postseason. No,
1: not at all. And that's the thing they've got going against them. These are the kind of reasons why we're going to see the 18 playoff here in a few years, just so everybody can be happy. Whenever this first one, yeah,
0: every conference will have a shot to be in it. Yeah, and then you'll have a
1: couple of wild cards, I guess. Does Utah though have that quality? Does they have that high profile win though that you'd like to have? No, that's the problem. Again, with Oregon losing, is. If they had played each other in the Pac-12 Championship, one of those whoever won would have had a big win because they would have beaten the other team. Yeah. So now it's kind of you know yeah, it hurt Utah a little bit. Plus Utah lost to USC way back in the day. So what is you what September. is Utah's best win? Uh, let's see here. I would say a road win against Washington. Although they have five what they have. Four losses or five losses? Four. No, five now. No, they, yeah, Colorado they lost. Beat yeah. them. <clears throat> yeah, they've got five well, losses. Well, here, they've beaten BYU, uh, Oregon State, nope. Washington, and Arizona on the road. So, so far, it might still be BYU. Northern Illinois, Idaho State, Washington State, Arizona State, Cal, UCLA at home. Yeah, that's they that's don't really the problem. Yeah. They don't have I mean, a, BYU might be their best win. <laughs>
0: no.
1: You don't really want to go into the committee room hanging your hat on a win against BYU back in August. But that's no, what they're but doing. I do like the uh if you look at different
0: uh power ratings and stuff, like there are three teams in the country that have a top ten offense and defense. Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah is right. the uh is the third. We've got a we've got a top 2 defense. Our our offense though right now is
1: around 34th and plummeting weekly. How did we do on the uh on the on the uh what's the stat you had that I love? Oh, the success the rate. The success rate. How do we do uh, I'll
0: uh you know what I'll we'll t- we'll do a little break here and I'll I'll dig it up from last week. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was another one where I we were terrible in the first quarter had a good second quarter, and then the fourth quarter we were bad
1: again. But I will say this. When Georgia needed to keep the football against Florida, they did. And when Georgia needed to keep the football against Texas A&M, they did. Yeah,
0: they came up with uh, – and even on the the one touchdown drive Georgia had against the Aggies, there was that long third-down pass, and then the touchdown pass to Pickens was on third down. So all of a sudden, Georgia just scooped up a few miracles there. All right. The Crossover Podcast is presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Athens at Five Points in the old Waffle House location and uh, the original in Watkinsville. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen anytime on demand at 960theref.com or better yet, you could download the 960 the ref app. Yep. Get an app. We've got one. It's in the app store. If you have an iPhone, it is in the Google Play. If you have an Android and you can listen to The Ref wherever you are. You can uh, get all of our on-demand programming, like this here, Crossover Podcast, anytime you want it. And also stream all Georgia sporting events within a, a 75-mile radius. In fact, I met someone at the game on Saturday who was from Savannah. And uh, I was telling him about The Ref. And he was like, well, I live in Savannah. I can't listen. I went, yes, you can. <laughs> so he, Very easily. So he, he went to the app store. And, uh, and downloaded the 960 awesome. The Ref app. All right, Chris Brame, David Johnston with you. We'll uh, do a little quick timeout, and we'll come back with uh, part two, the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960theref.com and the 960 The Ref app. True Italian food has returned to Five Points and brought some friends along because Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen is now open in Five Points, Athens. At the new Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen, you'll find all your Italian favorites from pizza to calzones and baked ziti, along with sandwiches, salads, wings, and more, plus a full bar for beer, wine, and cocktails. It's time to eat at the now open Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and also in the Manders Crossing Shopping Center off Mars Hill Road in Washington. Watkinsville. All right, the Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and in Five Points Part uh, 2. Uh, Dave was asking about uh, Georgia's success rate against, <laughs> yeah. uh, against the Aggies on Saturday. So, yeah, uh, first quarter bad, 14%. Uh, second quarter good, it was 41%. What's considered good? I would say anything over 50%. Okay. Yeah. So you said 41%? 41%. So that's considered okay? I would say that's okay. Okay. 14 bad, 25% in the third quarter bad. And then, so we were right at 50% in the fourth quarter. Okay. So uh, and probably Saving I would,
1: the best for last. Well, yeah. And I
0: wonder, <laughs> like, if you went drive by drive, I mean, how much of that was just on that last possession where we bled out the last four and a half minutes
1: of the game? Well, do you want me to give you the plays <clears throat> and you can tell me? Yeah, we could figure it out. All right. So first and ten. Ram to Swift for three yards. That is uh, not
0: successful.
1: Second and seven. Harrier. Wait, and wait, wait. No, wait.
0: Uh, is that? Hang on. It's first and ten for only three yards. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to get half the yards you on half. first. down. All right. So yeah.
1: what do you have to get on second down? Seventy percent of them. All right. Well, did that. Second and seven. So we're fifty percent. Six. All right. So third and one. What do you got to do? Get the first. You got to get the first. Got two. All right. So what is that? Two for three. So we're two two for three. All right. First and ten, Swift goes for minus two. Nope. So we're two for four. Two for four. Second and twelve, From to Blaylock for eleven. All right. So it's three, three for, five. for five. Uh then third and one, Swift goes for eleven for the first down. Four for six. All right. So back to first down, Swift goes for nine. Five for seven. Then uh AM uses its last timeout. <laughs> Uh, second and one, Swift goes for three. So, six for eight. Six for eight. Now, do you count taking a knee? Well, we no. Do they, we'll do that they count out. that when they're doing success rate? I would think no, yeah. So, then that was it. Two knees and game over. So, so we were six out of eight on that last offensive drive. Offensive success rate. There you rate. go.
0: Yeah. 50% for the quarter. Yeah. But, hey, that was good enough. They had the ball on our 46 and punted and never saw the ball again.
1: Yeah. Do, all right. So, I know you're killing Jimbo for that. Where, but how much you know is the thinking? Okay, there's still 426. We're probably—I mean, I know we're in Georgia territory. Even if it's the 43, it's not fourth and short. It's fourth and long. It was fourth and eleven. Fourth and eleven. We got all three timeouts on against an offense whose success rate is not good. You're still killing him for punting.
0: Well, I still think so. If they. Let's say they we run the ball three times and they stop us all and they use their timeouts. What is it, 30, 40 seconds gone? Yeah. So you're, then you get the ball back with maybe four minutes at the most, and after Kamara to punch, you're going to be in worse
1: field position than where you gave the ball up. Right. So, I, no, I, I get it. I, I get it. I guess I was just thinking as far as the, you know, if you're trying to pin Georgia back – with your punt and, yeah. and hoping that Georgia doesn't go anywhere. You got Braden Mann, you got one of the best punters in the country. I don't know. I uh I guess to me the fourth and eleven is the the difference difference maker. Right. But I get both sides of it. They never got it back. But there. that's the problem. They never got it back. <laughs> they never they had you know, they had the ball and then they didn't. <laughs> and I bet on if we did the success rate on that last drive against Florida it'd be similar to what we just did here.
0: Yeah. No, because uh, Georgia was, and that was the it was third down. They needed to, they need to, All of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, Florida might get the ball back here. And then Fromm hit Eli Wolf, and that was pretty much the. Uh,
1: hey, by the game. way, it's easier to get uh, a third down conversion when it's third and short, which means do if you do better on first and second down, you're probably going to do better on third down. So the Dogs had a third and one and converted had another third and one and converted on that last drive yeah But
0: that's our our average third down distance is like seven and a half on Saturday so it's just and I I think that the the story of this season it's uh how it's how it's going to be remembered is either one that just if Georgia could beat LSU win the SEC championship get to the playoff again and then who knows what happens it could go down as just uh an epic legendary all-time great season but uh, I think if George ends up coming up short against uh, against LSU or ends up losing to say Clemson in the playoff, I, I think you'll look back on it and say it was uh, Kirby punting on an offensive coordinator after Cheney left and just deciding to, to go with Coley and not really conducting any sort of a search to do anything on offense is going to be a you know looked back on as a real as a real lost opportunity and a real wasted uh, chance with this season.
1: Wait, I thought we were getting Eddie Grand from yeah, Kentucky. Right? Yeah, right. What happened with that?
0: Well, he got a big raise, I guess, at Kentucky. <laughs> is he a Jimmy Sexton guy? I'm going to assume he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of them are. Probably, it's not him or it's Trace yeah, Armstrong. In fact, probably it, Jimmy Sexton called Kirby and said, Hey, listen, uh, Kirby, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna float this rumor that you're going to hire Eddie Grand. And then, uh, you know, that way they're Kentucky. You'll we'll have to pay him more money. And Kirby, well, whatever you got to do, that's fine. You know, I'd rather it not look like. We didn't – we wanted a guy from Kentucky and weren't able to hire him, but um, sure thing – sure thing, Agent Sexton, whatever you need, I'll uh, (laughs) Maybe some of the
1: other coaches, when they do that, they get a little – yeah, they get a little finder's fee or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe
0: they get a little something tacked on. Who knows (laughs) when they all all meet.
1: Uh, Yeah, so anyway, that was kind of weird. But, yeah, I mean, I don't even remember any other – I'm sure there were a couple of other names, but – Um, I remember Eddie Grand's name being thrown around, and that's kind of all I remember as far as all that goes. That was it. His
0: name popped up, and then there wasn't really much else. And then eventually you just assume, well, we're going to promote from within, and Kirby did with with James Coley. And the offense has been a grind and tough to watch, but Georgia's still in position to – uh, to win the SEC again, and uh, maybe even get back to the playoff and win the whole thing, and that's how the season will remem- be remembered. If that happens, but I think if there is just a, if there if G- Georgia falls short again, and you realize like how good this defense has been, I think that's going to be the the real big takeaway from the season is the the squandered opportunity because there just was not uh, not anything imaginative to, to have done
1: with the offense once Cheney bolted. Thank goodness for that no name defense and the uh, terrific special teams. And Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo and Camarta, I mean, uh, is there a better kicker punter combo in the country? Probably. Not. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, camarta has been a real MVP all yeah, of a sudden, exactly with his punting. Yeah. I think Georgia's got uh, the defense. The special teams are good, and you know the offense is the the thing that could potentially prove to be the the liability somewhere down the line. I like that Georgia hasn't turned the ball over since that South Carolina game, but is not there also part of you that's like we're due we're due to turn it, turn over. it over again yeah, yeah.
1: you're not going to go the rest of time without turning it over
0: right so like honestly i would take because we're not going to lose to tech so like maybe we could turn it over like twice against them <laughs> and get it out of the yeah system. just get it out of the system and that way there you're not going into the sec championship game thinking we haven't turned the ball over since october 12th
1: by the way you know what it reminds me of so uh for fantasy football people you'll be able to relate to this
0: is this a David Johnson story? Uh, I hate that guy. Uh,
1: no kidding. No, I was just going to say, so it was like, uh, we've all been in this boat before, but, like, I've got Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. Yeah. And, like, like, I had already won my game, and then he goes off last night, you know, and scores a bunch of points. And it's like – I well, wish he could have had that kind of a game, you know, for when you need it. Yeah. That's what the turnovers remind me of. Let's get him out of the way in a game where it's not going to affect right, you. Right, yeah. But it doesn't usually always you work You were just running
0: way. up the score last pretty night. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: now the guy I was going up against just hates me because I ran it up.
0: I loved, like, this Sunday that the Cardinals didn't play so I didn't have to start David Johnson because they won't <laughs> list him as inactive ever.
1: Yeah. And so you're like, well. I've pretty much given up on it because you and I both have it. Yeah, I mean, he was like, that's the that was my first pick. Mine too.
0: Yeah. So, what are you gonna do? No. I would
1: assume anyone that has him, that was their first pick. Yeah. And then yeah, just a nightmare. And then
0: my second pick was
1: Antonio Brown. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good draft. Oh, let are, me let me ask you: Are you having a good season in fantasy this year?
0: Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna make the playoffs, but I that's already know good. that I'm not. Like, I have no, I don't have any chance to win the no league. Chance to win, but yeah. If
1: you make the playoffs, there's something to be said. If you're making the playoffs not having a first and second round pick yeah. contributing. I'm just trying
0: to grind out a playoff spot and I'll I'll consider this this fantasy season a success. A success. Yeah. yeah. So
1: when you have to since you're on the hot seat when they're wanting to fire you, you can say, Hey, Hell, I, made I made the playoffs. Yeah, I made the playoffs. Come on.
0: I'm gonna cost myself of my team a high draft pick next year though. <laughs> That's right. All right, Dave, we'll have a happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, Chris. And um Go Dogs beat uh, tech and
1: So Jeff we'll- can have a Christmas tree. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Boy, imagine me uh, suggesting I I wish Georgia would turn it over twice against Tech to him.
1: (laughs) What is wrong with you? Yeah. Those are fighting words. I know. Yeah.
0: Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. We appreciate you listening each and uh, every week, and it's easy to do. You can uh, subscribe on iTunes. uh, Listen whenever you want on demand at 960theref.com or, better yet, download the 960 the ref app it is in the app store and you can download it there or google play if you have an android and you can get all the uh, ref content you want at your fingertips just tap tap tap, including streaming all georgia sports programming as well like Georgia's playing in maui this week in the yeah. afternoon so if you're at we work didn't get around any basketball talk this time Nah, they did beat tech that's right we talked about that last
1: week though i think so. i think with the uh yeah, we did The bad beat. Yeah, we had that. So as we're taping this, Georgia's coming off a loss to Dayton, and they haven't played Michigan or yeah, Michigan State yet. So maybe we'll we'll talk that talk about the Maui invite next week.
0: Yeah, we could be playing Shamanade. Yes, we could. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Dave. And uh, same to you. We'll be Linda back and the whole family. Yep, we'll be back next week for another exciting edition. Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and in five points here on
1: 960theref.com and the 960the ref app. You've been listening to the crossover, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960the Ref.com.